Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Stephen Harper hated me. Hey, uh, you, uh, would you like to do an interview with me? And I'd be like, oh, uh, oh, uh, no, thank you, sir. We're coming up on the end of March. That means we're going to be Apriling into spring, and I can't wait. Uh, this is season three, episode one, perhaps. Numbering of podcasts really doesn't make any sense, and it's, uh, you know, it's completely ridiculous. We uh, we are, of course, a Canadian sketch comedy group, Hunks. My name is Tim. I'm Dana. I'm Matt. My name is Rory. Today on the podcast, we are so titillated, I believe is the word I'm going to use, uh, to have this uh, comedian, author, performer, writer, all around great dude, I presume. I guess we'll find out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Hunks podcast, Mark Critch. Hello, everyone. It's very excited Hello. to be here. Hi, Mark. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming Thanks. out. Uh, you've you've just wrapped up a very busy uh, end of the season for this hour's 22 minutes. Uh, a particularly challenging season, I'd have to imagine, uh, because Chris Wilson guested on the show, so that must have been hard for <laughs> <Yes>. everyone. <laughs> Our national pandemic uh, that first season of Chris. Yeah, no, we had, you know, it was really weird for us, you know, because we... We've been doing the show for so long, so we actually, it was a big change for us because we moved into a new studio to begin with, a whole new building. The building oh, wow. we were in was uh, uh, was opened in the 50s. It was one of the older CBC plants, and um, <laughs> they, they, it was, yeah, they, they had one of these, they used to have this show called Don Messer's Jubilee, which was the most popular show in Canada for like a decade or more, and uh-huh. it was just a guy fiddling with some people watching, and that was a big show. <laughs> and uh, yeah. and when, the, when the studio opened, like Ed Sullivan in the States sent a congratulations to Canada for getting television kind of message and stuff. <laughs> That's how old the place was. And everybody else had left. There's a half of the building with CBC like news, and they uh-huh. had all moved. The building was going to be condemned. It was condemned. And then every year, they got a guy in a hard hat would come around. It's just us in the studio. And uh, we had a little temporary trailer that we made the show in all those years because um, they put a temporary trailer onto the side of the CBC building for what was then CBC News World, which is now CBC News Now, for a year until they got a real studio. And then we moved into that. So that show for 27 years was done in a temporary like trailer, like a kind of a trailer that a construction company would put up (laughs) on a a lot. (laughs) 
and we were attached to an abandoned Scooby-Doo style building. <laughs> and every now and then a guy in a white helmet will come in and go, that's all right, but uh, <laughs> you can stay here for another year. We're not ripping it down because uh, there's a legal dispute over the implosion. But uh, oh you can stay here, but don't go upstairs because there's asbestos and rats. Oh. <laughs> and that's where we made the show. Oh, COVID. If anything starts to break, don't fix it. Yeah, exactly. No, you weren't allowed to touch it. And there was like big holes in the ceiling where water would pour down and they had to build like a tube to collect the water. And people think, oh, it's a TV show. It's like, no, only the studio looked even barely presentable. And then uh, we, uh, uh, the, yeah, so the whole place was condemned and then COVID happened and it's like, so who cares? Like we're breathing in asbestos every day. Like, yeah. See, you we're know, constantly fighting off <laughs> asbestos rats for our lunch scraps. <laughs> yeah, the rats are looking at me. Go, I wouldn't go in there. Very <laughs> we won't even go in there. We're asbestos rats. And, I wouldn't uh, wish. So we got this. You are my worst enemies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then we're supposed to get this brand new studio. So we had this beautiful new studio, and there was like it's a, attached to this new cultural link art center that everybody's in Nova Scotia made. The government made it's really cool. Sweet. And it was all brand new. And then COVID happened, and we weren't allowed to have full audiences, and everybody has to wear, you know, bubble suits all the time. Yeah. So it was a really, really weird year. Yeah. yeah. And they wow. should have should have been in the old studio, and they weren't wearing the the full hazmat suits. <laughs> we would have been safe, but that yeah. building is gone now. So. <laughs> that's that's pretty wild to me because Twenty Two Minutes is such an iconic show mm -hmm. in the on in the Canadian cultural landscape, not even just comedy landscape. So to have you guys. <laughs> sort of pushed aside into a trailer. Oh, so, well, that's wild. People, uh, oftentimes with CBC, like when it started, it was meant to be, you know, uh, this link uh, across the country for us from coast to coast to coast. And all of the provinces would show up little mirrors to each other. And through that, we'd have a Canadian national identity. And then it sure. became just a building in Toronto. And they yeah. started shutting down everything else. Yeah. And the region's dying and, and, and being shut down, I think is a real sad thing about CBC because it used to have a lot of farm teams, like 22 mm -hmm. Minutes comes out of uh, the cast initially, came out of uh, at the creative, came out of Newfoundland. Uh, there was a show called Wonderful Grand Band. And oh. then Codco, you guys had Mary Walsh on. Right, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and that became 22. So that was like a mm. farm team. And then they were looking for people. And then they're like, oh, Critch does comedy back home. He does some stuff on TV there. Grab him. And oh, Majumder's around. Like, so you'd haul people up from the farm team. And that kind of huh. system isn't there at CBC anymore from the regions, mm. I don't think. Well, we yeah. were kind of the last vestige of that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, I personally think it's so special that you guys are still out of Halifax. Yeah. 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 It's great to network. Reason. You don't have a lot of like other shows. You have a lot. Of, the networks are wonderful. Nobody's saying bad things about networks. Aren't they great? No. We all love networks. But you know, sometimes you don't get networks. as much. No, <laughs> See, Tim, that's why that's that's why you're not on the network currently with this podcast. There are people watching from network. Um, Follow my podcast. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so so it, it's. Uh, it, yeah. Anyway, yeah. It, uh, it it's, yeah. it's too bad because because you know some great stuff comes out of the uh, the regions and when when the regions all produced their own shows that aired locally, mm -hmm. uh, that was a great way to employ people to get writers' rooms going to have people with a lot of experience. So then when you do get a national call, you're ready. 
yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. well it seems like the yeah. media landscape has been changing drastically not e- even just for cbc but for all televised uh, programs over the last you know a bunch of years due to the internet uh, sort of changing the way the game is played but uh mm-hmm. i don't know maybe maybe after this post pandemic maybe we'll start to see some farm teams pop back up again because i mean I, I imagine just parking alone has to be cheaper to make a show in halifax yeah, I would I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. And the great parking lot is the old CBC building now where all those dead business racks. Right. Yeah, and they're bigger and as best to see her than ever. Yeah. <laughs> they run that lot. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're they're the ones wearing the vests with the wands and yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they all smoke out of their necks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, they all operate a valet parking system. <laughs> what was it like uh walking into this hour as 22 minutes when you got on uh knowing how important the show is to the canadian cultural landscape were you were you intimidated or well there's a weird thing like when 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 22 minutes first started in 93 um i happened to be uh, in mainland Canada, as we would call it, Newfoundland, for the first time ever, I was like, I don't know, 20 or something. And uh, I uh, was up with a buddy of mine uh, doing a two-hander sketch show at a fringe festival in Halifax. Huh. And uh, we didn't really have a place to stay. Like, we had a place, say, for a couple of nights, and we, and we were doing, like, a week run, and 10-night run, and then we're like, I will find a place, you know, just, like, naive. <laughs> it's stupid. Yeah, so we, we found this so rat-filled studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is a fringe festival. This was like in, I don't know where it was. We're in like a place that, those fringe festivals, places never theater, so nobody's going to find you anyway. It's like an abandoned carpet warehouse. It's like nobody's looking to find you. Oh, is there a play? I wonder if there's any plays in the abandoned carpet warehouse. So we're up there and I ran into Rick Mercer from home, and I knew Rick, you know, he's a couple of years older than me, so, uh, but, uh, uh, so we didn't really hang around that much together, but we knew each other from, doing the scene back at St. John's. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and I said, what are you doing up here? And he said, oh, I'm doing this uh, a pilot for a new show called 22 Minutes. We have six episodes at 11 o'clock after the news. And it's just a summer uh, series. Uh, do you guys want to stay on my on my couch, well, floor? Because he didn't even have a couch. Huh. And I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. So I stayed on Rick's floor the first week oh, nice. of 22 Minutes. And then we uh, <laughs> uh, went back to St. John's in 22 Minutes, because I never really thought about it much ever since. And then when Rick left, um, they reached out to try and cast that part. And a lot of people back home thought I was going to get it. And I tried out, Majumder tried out, Gavin Crawford tried out. Uh-huh. And Seamus O'Regan, who is now a, a liberal cabinet minister, also tried out. Oh, and, really? Yeah. <laughs> and then we went back and I thought, oh, I wonder who got that. Majumder probably got that or Gavin probably got that. And that was my yeah. first time in Toronto was auditioning for the show. Wow. And, oh, that's uh, a talented bunch, Yeah, 28. Yeah, that was a good room, right? Yeah. And then it was 20, 28, and you had to go in, and you'd have to, they, the producers were there, and um, they had to, uh, they would ask you, like, uh, well, here's a, a pitch. Like, there's an NDP politician in Toronto, um, and they're going to have, and she's commenting on a strike or something. Go off and see how fast you can write a monologue about that and come back in. Oh, so wow. I went off and did it like 10 minutes and came back and did it. And they're like, okay, that's pretty cool. Great. And then they asked you about the show. And, stuff. and yeah. so I came back home and didn't know how it was going to go. And then we opened up the paper and saw that Colin Mockery had gotten the job. And we're like, he wasn't <laughs> in the room. <laughs> right. yeah. And that was back when like, Colin was just everywhere. 
Like he was yeah. Yeah. Santa. Yeah. He was, you know, uh, he, he <laughs> surgeries. He was everywhere. Yeah. Parking the cars. <laughs> oh, parking the cars with the rats. He was very busy. And, Inspecting the building. Yeah, he's walking around. It's like, yeah, every, everywhere you look, there was a Colin Mockery. And the lunch so, lady takes off her mask. It's Colin Mockery. <laughs> that. A lot of people doing reveals. You know? It's two Colin Mockeries on each other's shoulders. <laughs> I later found out he was my biological father. <laughs> which was great because he's so funny but dad was so sad but also a fan so weird. Uh, yeah so they went off and did that and so Paul had, and so I was like oh well, I guess that's over and then they called me and asked me if I would like to be a writer on the show because they liked mm. my writing submissions my performance not so much and I went off and uh, and so I started writing in the room so it was my first time you know writing in a room and, and then that first week we used to do three live sketches in front of the audience, everything else taped, and plus a desk stuff in front of you. And yeah. that week, all th- I was brand new, and all three sketches were ones I had written that they picked to do. Yeah, wow. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I got this. Patrick. But two of them, Turns two out of them bombed. Really easy. <laughs> yeah, two of them yeah. bombed like really quiet bomb, <laughs> and then one of them like killed. Nice. And then I was going like, oh, geez, should I offer to pay for the lumber? Like, what do I do? <laughs> and I was like, I was going to go. I went up to the set guy. I'm like, listen, uh, how much wood was that? Like, is maybe I can work. They're like, no, don't worry about it. Getting one out of the three made well, is actually really good. So I didn't know. And then I stuck around for a while. And then I did a road piece one time. They asked me to go to this uh, uh, covering event. So I got on air. And I was, everything was going fine. And then I think it was the end of that year. Or maybe it was the end of the, the year after. But Colin was doing something in Las Vegas. Um, some, you know, who's like gambling. Gambling, okay, gambling. He was dealing with an addiction. And, uh, uh, he was doing horrible in rehab. And, and, yeah, his flights were canceled. There was something thing at the Vegas airport or something. Wow. And they said he can't get in for the taping in front of the audience. So a guy came in and said, Mark, what size suit are you? I'm like, Jesus, I don't know. Somebody measured me for a suit. But if anyone's worked at like you know the circus, people are often measuring you for costumes because they might need somebody in the background. I saw whatever. So I was leaving, and this lady who works in our, pr- our production office, Siobhan, uh, turned to me and said, "You're not nervous at all." And I said, "Oh, no. about leaving?" And she's like, "No, like about tomorrow night." And I, I don't know what you mean. She goes, well, you're on the show. Colin can't get in, so you're filling in for. Oh, and nobody had told me that. Oh my until god! That wow! And everybody was panicking, so nobody had had that conversation with me. And I was like, "Oh, then it all made sense." If, if you weren't an idiot, you probably would have picked up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they got you in goalie pads. Like, did they <laughs> yeah. tell the starting goalie that he's playing tonight? Oh, this is a very good seat. <laughs> Look at me! I'm on the ice. Oh, ice I must level. The ju- hey, what's going on, guys? Not cool. Um, yeah, so I, uh, so I did it, and then it went well, and, and and because of that experience, doing you know sketch and doing some TV stuff back home, and there's been lots of stuff like I wasn't, you know, I knew how to read a prompter. I wasn't nervous in front of the crowd and all that. So that really helped. Yeah. And then after that, uh, you know, you fill in every now and then. Then. Uh, Mary kind of took a bit of a sabbatical for a while, and Colin wasn't there as much. So then they started trying people out. Myself and Sean and Gavin were all kind of like doing a week here, doing a week there kind of thing. Yeah. And then they kind of thought, well, these guys kind of work out, so let's keep all of them. And yeah. then that was, uh, and that's, that's the, the, my, if, if this was a horribly boring comic book, that would be my origin story. <laughs> <laughs> and by a radioactive uh, 
rat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we and put now 5, you just 000. feel it when it rains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Memories. <laughs> uh, so I got I listened to uh, the audio book version of your book, uh, Set of a Critch. Oh Jesus! Uh, oh, oh, you poor man! <laughs> oh, it was great. It took me a while to finish just because I'm a slow listener, but um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great, man. It was really great. Like, uh, it it reminded me a little bit of um, just the way you performed the book. You know what I mean? It uh, 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 it reminded me a little bit of. Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Steve Martin, his, his book. I listened to his oh, audio book cool. as well. And, and he kind of performed it in a similar way. It reminded me a lot of that. It was very entertaining. Like, uh, uh, you know, uh, I was going to ask, uh, in the book, you kind of mentioned that you started sketch like in high school with a couple buddies. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was, I, I kind of, you know, I had to throw uh, a quick background. I grew up, with old parents, like on the outskirts of St. John's, next right. to a radio station, dad worked for radio. And so yeah. there weren't any other kids around. And, and I went to this Catholic school and I was kind of like very much like, you know, Neil Armstrong to me. Like, you know, I've like, never been around the kids before and all that. It was really weird. Yeah. So, um, and then when I was in the 10th grade, summer going into the 10th grade, I went to do the clowning workshop because I, I'm a I'm sad nerd, and, uh, and I thought, well, this will fix everything if I'm unpopular. I'll do a clowning workshop, <laughs> you know. And you want to learn, uh, learn archery? So, do you want to learn water skiing? <laughs> yeah, you want to get in that? You want to? Yeah, you can do some miniature models, you know. And, uh, and so anyway, this, there's this other nerd there named Steve, and he had had some experience um, doing some plays and stuff like that. He lived downtown where people were. And um, he was interested in sketching. We were like kind of like, you know, involving scenes and stuff. And, and then he said, hey, man, why don't we start a sketch comedy trip? I was like, sure, why not? Awesome. So we went down and we started meeting two other uh, people from uh, high school. And so, yeah, we, we formed this thing. We went, there's a theater in a small black box kind of theater in, in St. John's called the Long LSB Hall, which is the Longshoreman's Protective the old Longshoreman's Hall for Union meetings. And that's where Cotco kind of got a lot of the start, where Rick got huh. start. And then where I got my start, we went in, rented the place on a 60-40 split. They were hippie enough to rent to 15-year-olds. And that's we wild. went on at 11 o'clock at night to like mostly drunken sailors from other countries who kind of yeah. wandered up making with the bar with very strange looking dancing girls. It's like, no, 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 this is a sketch <laughs> show with children. And uh, so we would do it. And lots of very drunk people. And it was great. And, and then I would actually uh, have to skip off school to go down and, you know, paint our sets and get the thing ready. So I, I would go down to uh, my campus. Sorry, Mark, I think your, your microphone might be cutting Uh-oh. out a little bit. Is anyone yeah. else having trouble? Uh-oh. That's what I was using before. Oh, so that's better. Cutting out, be- that's better. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe they cut out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry about yeah. that. No, no worries, okay. no worries. Just the 15-year-old performing for a bunch of yeah. sailors. So we go down to these kind of, <laughs> yeah, weird group in this theater. And uh, it was really neat because we didn't know any better. And you would have to go to Pip-Off school to kind of go down and, and do stuff during the day and lie to the nuns and, <laughs> and paint your sets. 
<laughs> and do the show. And yeah, it was really cool. And then yeah. we did that, and that was good. And Rick Mercer actually was one of the people who came down to our show, and he was a couple of years older. And then, uh, and then the next time we, we did it again, and then we got more people. And then I got a few of the teachers from the school actually would come down and see the show and oh, wow. kind of let, give me the wink if I, was, if I was leaving the school early. Like they knew like, oh, you're, you're going home. You're feeling sick, huh? Okay, well, have a good show. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> and, you're like and, yeah, scrambling so to put on this wig. <laughs> yeah, so I, we used to do like seven different sketch shows a year. Probably, wow. yeah. Like we would do second space shows, eleven o'clock at night, um, three week runs, and then that got into a thing where like we were renting, selling out hotel ballroom. Um, wow. Yeah, and, and we had a pretty good following. So yeah, it was great because you write, and then that's that's what I've always wanted to do is write my own stuff and perform it. You know, and that's yeah. kind of what I do. Yeah. Is that? Uh, can I ask what your writing process was like for those shows? Like, would you guys have? Uh, an idea and improvise uh, something over and over until uh, you have a script, or did you come with your own ideas and just kind of? Yeah, we would all write write things. Like you'd come in with cool. something written, kind of longhand, yeah. and then you'd get it up on your feet, and it would change around a bit. Yeah, but it was fairly written. Sweet. And then, um, yeah, and it was like sketch and you know some music and stuff, and then it just kept growing and growing. But it was neat because the great thing about that is you don't know any difference so you're completely brave and free and you're not thinking of anything and you're 15 years old you're in front of this large audience who didn't doesn't really want to see you like you know they're they're not <laughs> looking for it's the kind of like wandered in there yeah. and then you're like oh and it makes you very less you're not that precious because you're like okay that worked that got yeah. that sound that didn't okay cool next time i won't ah if i do this that always okay cool so you're putting it together with that crowd at an early age. So it yeah. was uh, really cool. Yeah, that's super sweet. Uh, I wanted to, I wanted to, if we can, I mean, we're all over timeline wise here, but I wanted to ask about, so like with, with this hour is 22 minutes, it seems like uh, specifically you and, and I'm sure the show, but you just have this incredible rapport with uh, like the top political leaders in Canada, uh, at least the cool ones. Um, have you... <laughs> ever heard a prime minister fart hmm. <laughs> you don't have to um <laughs> yes, I, do. I don't think i have you know no i, I have uh i i i'm just thinking because i assume i must have but not noticed or because <laughs> yeah. a lot of them were old like paul martin and Cretchen were both you know they were up there yeah. and i remember when paul martin was pushing Cretchen out because he didn't want to leave and then he was going to step down. And Paul Martin was finance minister and made a run for the leadership and all that stuff. Yeah. And he's like, it's yeah. time for generational change in the party. And he's like three <laughs> years younger than Gretchen. That sounds funny. So guys that age, if you're around them, uh, something's going to happen. Gretchen <laughs> yeah. would always choke me with his big oh. move. He liked to choke people, right? That was just a joke. Like, right. Because you know, he, he had choked that that's the protester you want five. me to choke you do you want me to choke you and i'm like no no, no. Uh, come on and i'm like okay, okay you are, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's something to be proud of though dude yeah, yeah. and uh yeah and so and then uh stephen harper hated me um like a lot really and but in the early days when he was in opposition for the reform party which was like yeah. a more conservative conservative yeah um no, he didn't get much attention. So he actually, if I was up scrumming and, and, and trying to get in, interviews with people, he would come up to me and go, hey, uh, you, uh, would you like to do an interview with me? 
And I'd be like, go, uh, oh, uh, no, thank you, sir. I, uh, I, I could say something quite humorous. It's like, oh, okay. And then I, I didn't know what to do. Like, he was this weird guy from Alberta. So, like, I would... I do an interview with him. My camera guy, Pete, would go, "Why are you wasting time on this? Well, we're not going to use him." And I'm like, "I know the guy's right there." You know, and uh, it's Christmas. And so, yeah. And then one time he came up to me, and like we were just shooting an interview with someone on the weekend. And then whenever I'm, I was up there in those days, you know, you had to get past security. It's a big thing. You weren't really supposed to be up there. So I used to just wander around a lot and see what we could see because I, I find that all interesting. So you're wandering around the hallways. Yeah. And then he came out of a hallway. And he's like. Ugh. You're not going to find many people here this weekend. <laughs> only one who spends the whole weekend in uh, my office. Would you Would you like to come to my office and do a funny sketch about how I'm the only politician working for the weekend? And I'm like, oh, no, no. And then uh, Pete's like, let's get out of here. And I'm like, no, we can't because we're not supposed to be here. Like, we got, like... If this guy tells the Mounties, like, we'll get arrested. Like, we're supposed to the building for four hours ago. And anyway, so he had to go in and do a pretend interview with him in his office. And I'm, I'm thinking, like, man, if I had that tape now. Aren't you going to take the lens like, cap off? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's my People birthday. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. uh, you guys got a hankering for Swiss chalet? No, no, we got to go. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no chalet sauce that. for me. That stuff too spicy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just the mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, I've never seen a prime minister fart, but I have seen future prime ministers beg. So that's, just, that's, a bit of like, yeah. that's an even better story than oh, uh, the yeah. farting story. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. So how did you know that he hated you? So like, when did that switch from him being like? Hello, my good friend Mark. To to knowing that he um, you. Uh, when he became prime minister, um, he immediately he didn't like people making fun of him, and they did this whole thing where they kind of uh, they kicked all the reporters kind of off the hill, and they right. partitioned them, and only one person per group could ask questions stuff. And then you know I'd be popping out from behind a corner going ha. That's not in the rule. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they just they just kicked us off the hill. They took away our press uh, clearance. And then whenever you'd go near, wow. you'd get all these guys trying to push you out of the way and Mounties and stuff coming up to you. And it's like, dude, that's not your job. Like your job is not. Yeah. You're not his bouncer. Yeah. If I'm, you know, I'm allowed to ask that, dude. That's not cool. So like that stuff would happen. And Imagine they're just um, all in there. Like they're, they're just all in there trying to shoot sketches. <laughs> they don't want anyone <laughs> yeah, else yeah. to see it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm the only one working for the weekend. <laughs> the weekend. <laughs> Not the singer, the weekend. You don't have to put that for rent. We know what yeah. you mean. <laughs> I don't, I've never met the man. Um, but he, uh, he, he, the interesting thing about him, he's actually really good at, uh, Harper is really good at impressions. Oh. He's a great impressionist. And he's actually very, he can be kind of funny, but he's a great impressionist. He does like, uh, you know Brian Mulrooney and, and different different people. He's really good. Really? And if you look, I think on YouTube there used to be a clip of him doing impressions uh, at a press conference when no one was in the room. He's testing the mic. That might still be up there somewhere. But wow. it, worth a look. It, was, it was great. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but then um, you know all this stuff happened, and I criticized them a lot. I don't think they like that, and mm, which is all yeah. 
surprising because I'm always surprised these people watch or like pay attention, but they do. Like, yeah. sure. I, I made a joke about Aaron O'Toole, the new conservative leader, and he starts tweeting at me like, oh, you think that? And then Laureen Harper, Harper's uh, wife, started tweeting yeah. at me going like, you're not funny, and I'll tell you what. And I'm like, dude, like, <laughs> this is not a good look, you know? Like, yeah, oh, yeah, i got to yeah. go. This is what we're going to do, yell at a comedian on Twitter. It's like, yeah. It's like they they see that like Tim Hortons commercial and they're like, "You don't test all your cups, I bet." <laughs> <laughs> just mad at whatever they see on TV. <laughs> and then after there was that shooting on the hill and he hid in the closet, I was up yeah. there kind of wandering around. I took a picture in that closet, and then they all got really mad at me, which I kind of understand. But then his wife yelled at me about that too, yeah. which is you know it's Stephen behind going like and and tweet <laughs> as well that he's uh, uh, he, he looks. He looks unhygienic. Like, no. um, yeah, Two exclamation so, yeah, so points. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. no, just one. I'm not a maniac. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wait, let me read it again. Okay, click in. Get it back, get it back. And his wife is like operating an old timey typewriter, typing out a tweet to give to someone else to publish on. Yeah, yeah, you get to give it to some intern. Yeah, and. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There you go. Tweet it. Publish that. <laughs> Take that, that mailboy. Have a scanned document. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, what do you say we uh, jump into the little game called Two Truths and a Lie? Yep, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Matt, do you want to explain how this game works? Would and love to. Good Two luck. Truths and a Lie is our favorite game to play on the Hunks podcast. Uh, one of us will give three statements, two of which are true, one of which is a lie, and everybody else has to guess which one is the lie. And helping us out with those three statements this week is Mark Critch. Mark? No. Um, I cor- Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> Your camera just froze for a second, and I thought, oh, no, oh. we just lost Mark. <laughs> well, now you're back. <laughs> and, back. And you look like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, great. Well, that's good. Mark froze at Martin Short uh, doing panel on a talk show. Very weird. <laughs> that's a strange way to freeze. Um, my first one is, um, okay, uh, my parents were so old that my grandfather was a whaling captain who uh, drowned. He, he hunted whales and drowned is, is my first one. Is wow. that true or false? Okay. Um, my second one is that uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau once punched me in the face so hard I almost passed out. <sighs> Justin Trudeau punching me. Okay. And the third one is that I wasn't always uh, going to be a actor. I always had other dreams. Um, when they had first started out in the first couple of months, the popular folk rock band Great Big C, I was actually an original member, uh, but uh, I dropped out to do comedy, and Alan Doyle replaced me, and then they got much more famous. No! <laughs> no or maybe yes, who knows? Oh, you no. know. Uh, Dana yeah. is a huge Great Big C fan. <laughs> it's just, oh, yes. I love Great Big C. They're, what's not to love? They're, yeah. they're wonderful. They're a national treasure. Yeah, um, good party band. Oh, that's, well, uh, I yeah. sure hope that all of those except for the grandpa drowning is true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um, hope your grandpa never has never died, never will die. <laughs> yeah, I hope he's still alive. 
curse uh, I can term. tell you my grandfather is dead. But I, I cannot confirm or deny if he was wet when he died. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> he was wet when God kidnapped him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, well, yeah, the whaler grandfather, uh, uh, great thinks the original member or Justin Trudeau punching me until Justin I have to well, we know that Justin Trudeau is like a boxer, like that he—that's how, because he had that big infamous fight against the conservative guy. Yeah, that, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. Um, couple charity bouts. I think. So I could see that being true if, like, maybe you were, maybe, maybe you were, maybe it wasn't like a, it was just like sparring. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess. Wait, you think they had Mark filling in <laughs> Wait a minute. for the yes. conservative guy? The lady does. The yeah. lady does think that I would be a wonderful sparring partner. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Put him up. Put him up. Yeah. Boxing. Hey, Mark, we can't seem to find our punching bag. Can we, uh, we tie you up in the rafters for a bit? I just, love it. Just when you're done the show. When you're done the show is fine. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that the, the, oh man, I'm going to say that the wailing, the wailing grandpa is the, is the lie. Which is okay. also a great Margaret Atwood book, The Wailing Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> the Wailing Grandpa. So good. So touching. I, man, I, I love the imagery of a wailing grandpa. Yeah. Uh, I want that to be true and I'm going to say that it is. Um, I, oh, I do know that you have done some musical things um but i'm gonna say the great big c is the lie Hmm. i also want to hear the story of the wailing grandpa so i'm just i'm banking on it being true to hear the the cool story involving like wooden spears and stuff i assume i don't know how whaling works <laughs> and uh i'm also gonna throw in with the uh, great big c being the lie i think there's an element of truth there i think maybe you were in great big c but you were replaced by someone else not alan doyle i don't know but i think that's the lie uh dana maybe he wasn't was replaced guess? at all my my yeah. guess maybe was i'm the... still in it yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, broke I... up with us the only one i, I i'm like the guy from Bachman Turner Overdrive, the drummer who who still has the right, and then tours with other guys, so you only see the drummer Larry Overdrive or whoever he is. Um, you know, Larry where's Bachman and Turner? Or maybe you just write tour. the jokes for Great Big C. <laughs> You're yeah. just yeah, the, yeah. the group yeah. comedian. I was the um, liner notes guy. <laughs> I, my, guess was, my guess was the wailing, wailing grandpa being the false mm-hmm. falsehood. Okay, team. I'm gonna guess the punch was the lie. I'm gonna say he followed party lines and it went for a choke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, without All further right. ado, you want to walk us through it? What uh, what do we got here? What are we working with? Well, um, yeah. So the story that is a lie is the story about Great Big C. That one is not uh, true. I did, I did know those guys before they were... I just uh, wanted it to be true. Yeah, I knew Alan, actually. Uh, Alan Doyle. I first met Alan Doyle in... Uh, he used to work at a museum uh, when he was in university. He, he, did a, he had a history degree. A great big museum. And, uh, he was a... Well, it was a very small museum. <laughs> it was basically a stuffed Newfoundland dog and one army coat. 
Um, <laughs> the, uh, this army guy comes uh, in. He oh, there, there it and, is. <laughs> Takes it. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, it's not an exhibit. He just left it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Alan was in that, uh, and he also then I saw him at a, playing this little bar called the Rose and Thistle, and he was up on stage with about six people in the bar, two playing video lotto, and I walked in, and he was on stage, and it's the only time in my life where I've seen someone and thought oh, that guy's going to be famous one day. He's yeah, that good. Wow. Yeah, because yeah. he had, there were six people who were just kind of like rum drunk, and he had their entire, they were all captivated. And I was yeah. back there for like two hours, and I was like, oh, wow, he's really, like, he was just really charming and funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he went on a joint great big seat, so that's a lie. Uh, my great grandfather was a, my dad was born in 1926. And he was 93 when he died. Wow. And his father, uh, my great grandfather was a whaler, apparently. I found out a couple years ago who. Uh, uh, drowned when a, a whale fish uh, <laughs> attacked his vessel. <laughs> and, and then his son was a guy who um, uh, was, was then tried to take over the family whale fishing business. Huh. And then his best friend drowned. And then he said, you know what? I'm giving this up. And he went to New York to become a iron worker, kind of building skyscrapers. And then he came home and caught TV in Newfoundland in the 20s. Uh, and, uh, and, and died. <laughs> <laughs> but I think everything was black and white TV back then. Sepia tone. And, and then the other story with Justin Trudeau, yeah, uh, for that charity boxing event, I did go and spar with him. And oh, then yeah. we, were taping a, we were taping a bit for the show, and he wouldn't hit me properly. Uh, and I yeah. said, look, he got to hit me for it to work. I mean, he was just like shout, and I was like, he said, no. If I hit you, <laughs> I'll uh, hurt you. And I said, for fuck, if Justin Trudeau hits me and hurts me, I, good God, kill me now. And he said, no, no, I'm serious. And I said, no, are you afraid to hit me? I said, I bet you never hit anybody. I bet you, when you were a little kid on the playground, somebody picked on you, did you, you get your dad's like secret service guys to hold down while you licked your giant lolly? And he said, is that the way you think my father raised me? And I said, yeah, I do. Trudy, and he leans back and he hits me. And man, he and I was like, well, he might win this thing. And he was like, boom, boom, boom. And then he, he was hitting me with one hand tied by his back. But I did get to punch him in the face. <laughs> nice. my Justin Trudeau boxing story. Wow. <laughs> I, yeah, he's actually a pretty good boxer. Yeah, he looks like a formidable athlete. And I'm actually very, very weak, too. So <laughs> I, Maybe he was just a normal strength man. I don't know. <laughs> to me, it felt like a lot of pain. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know the difference. I've never been in a fight. Yeah. Well, you saw so rarely imagine. punched in the face, you know? It's like I realized, like, huh, it's huh. been a while. As yeah. an adult, that might be the only time I've been punched straight in the face. As yeah. hard as someone can hit me. Yeah. I got Shocking. punched in the face last summer. It was nice. It's been, oh, it's been a while. It was a heckler in a little oh, show yeah. here at Wee Johnny's. Uh, a heckler? I think there might have been more going on. But yeah, it was a heckler. And, and, and I got into a conversation with him after the show about how, you know, that heckling really didn't help uh, the show. And he thought well, he was helping. And I was trying to explain, like, oh, that no, guy, you yeah. just were stepping on punchlines. You know, that kind <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, and then he started getting into it with our our bartender, who our beloved bartender Danielle, who was uh, you know worked every comedy show, and we just we look out for her, and uh, she looks out for us, and he started uh, being very rude to her, and then I politely asked him to leave, and then he like looked down for a second, and and then uh, next thing you know, he's he punched me in the face, and uh, a couple open mic comedians had wrestled him to the ground, and we kicked him out, but 
Yeah, it was. Uh... I'm so sorry that you had that experience with Justin Trudeau. <laughs> <laughs> I think my mes amis, moi, c'était très drôle. Très drôle, my friend. <laughs> sir, please sit down. Sit down, sir. <laughs> I have a Judd Meat Sing impression. I don't think you should do that, sir. <laughs> Am I getting the light? No, that's not the light. Don't say things you don't know what they mean. Yeah, um, I had the inside track on a couple of those stories because uh, from your book, uh, I wanted. To That's ask, right. You read. The- yeah, in the book, you talk about a show that you did, uh, your sketch group did with Great Big C in a prison, where Great Big yeah. C performed, oh. and then were you? Did you follow Great Big C? Yeah, well, what happened was, yeah, we, we came out, we did follow Great Big C, yeah, which is, yeah. So when you're, like, planning a show for a prison, well, what sketch do you open with? Well, <laughs> that was, like, at the time, we used to do, there was a local band here called the Irish Descendants, and they were quite popular, and they were big, chubby fellas, but they wanted Juno, and they had, like, they were huge. They are way bigger, like, Great Big C would have opened for them, right? Right. Oh, okay. And so we used to do a parody of them, kind of nice. and it was just making fun of like irish music so we did a couple of sketches and then we our big finish was we do these kind of funny song parodies the irish songs and we think that'd be great and uh, we watched great big sea go out and at this point their guys were all young and but they're the big big local party band and they go out and they would come up with that energy you know alan doyle like how's you going what are you at oh yes yes and he's hopping around and then after a while, like you're looking at the wings, I'm like, you're awfully quiet. And then he's just standing there playing the guitar, like, I lonely garden wall, like doing like all these old tunes. Because like, they're like just staring, like very unhappy. Huh. And I talk to the guard and I'm like, what's the crowd like? And he goes, well, they don't want to really show like they're enjoying anything, right? Because uh, might make them look soft to the other fellas, you know? <laughs> uh, by the way, oh. if you're doing comedy, you might notice how the room is in an L shape of the uh, inmates, and then off to the other corner, there's another little square of other inmates off to their own. And I said, Yeah, yeah, I see that. And he goes, uh, Those are your uh, sex offenders and pedophiles, and you got to keep them away from the general population, or they'll sometimes try and kill them. So um, oh if you're doing any crowd work, don't don't ask them anything. <laughs> and I was like, Oh no. Oh no! Wow! I'd like to give you a suggestion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And the guys come off, and and they look like they've been, you know, at war for ten years. You know, oh. I've never seen Alan look dejected. He's yeah. like, tough room, and he goes on, and uh, we go out, and I thought, oh, we're just gonna like this is gonna be horrible. So we go out there, and if you've read the book, I went to the school I went to it was kind of like a top school, top neighborhood kind of thing, and. A lot of the people I went to school with, uh, a few of them apparently ended up in prison, and three for murder. Uh, and one of them, and this is like, I'm like 20 at this point, or 19, huh. and there's three guys already in for murder. One Whoa. for wrong, wrongfully uh, uh, convicted for, for killing his mother. And right. he was in for a while and got out, and has become a real advocate for that. So yeah. And you're looking killers. at yourself in the mirror like, what have I done with my life? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> These guys have achieved so much. I'm out here a goddamn clown. But I go out there, and then three of the made men are kind of like, Critch, Critch. The guard's like, be quiet. He's like, Critch, Critch. He's all right. 
he's one of us. I'm like, I'm not one of you. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, but everybody they didn't went, come like, from the square. They didn't come from the square. Yeah, and everybody's like, that guy's the great. Big L, the big L. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm one of those guys in the back. <laughs> <laughs> not now. Not now, Dad. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so anyway, so then they, the crowd liked me because they're like, I don't know who he killed, but uh, we're going to support our boy. <laughs> and yeah, so then they all loved me. They walked off like, see, that was nothing. That was easy, Alan. <laughs> all you have to do is know three murderers. <laughs> so two murderers and one wrongfully convicted. Yes, yeah. thank yeah. you. Keep them guessing. Yeah. <laughs> Which of these three people actually killed someone? The new game on Hunt. <laughs> Do murderers and a falsely include uh, accused? <laughs> now I want to go to prison and see who I know there. You know, see you know, right? Yeah. yeah. But it was like it was like a prison. It's really weird. It's like it was probably like four murderers, eighteen sex offenders by the look of it, and then people who had like you know. Stolen beer. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not, right. it's, it's, it's not Alcatraz, you know, it's yeah. St. John's. So it's like, yeah. you know, traffic violations and stuff like that. Right. So yeah. Yeah. They, they weren't that tough. Yeah. yeah. Boating with I think the crowd license. liked me because the three toughest people in the prison liked me. So they're like, fuck, this guy must be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> He's great, Start clapping. He's great. Start clapping. <laughs> yeah. 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 Start clapping, see? Yeah. <laughs> A couple of those rats are in there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I owe that guy from work. He's a quality individual. I parked his car. I like him. <laughs> Someday a rat's gonna come to you. <laughs> it may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. Do it. This is the part of the show where we Bring the energy down pretty low and drawing bits of sketch ideas not fully thought out. <laughs> Never will be. <laughs> uh, Rory, did you want to pitch a sketch? Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah, I almost forgot. Right over that, right? Uh, okay, I almost I'll forgot. do one. Okay. I'll do one real quick. Sounds um, fun. So, okay. Uh, what if there was a guy who got a uh, magic pair of jeans, <laughs> but they just make his legs invisible? <laughs> So. Oh, that that would be great. Um, uh, very slimming, and yeah. uh, you know, I, I would love that. Just so he's just basically a, a floating torso. Exactly, yeah. and feet, and feet below. And, oh, oh, okay, feet. but what about his well, like, the- his groin area, like, and his yeah. bum? Yeah, all gone. All yes, gone. Oh, right that too. It. So not just his legs. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, from the waist down. Basically, anything the jeans covers <laughs> you, is. You know like... what those would be useful for would be that section in prison of the sex offenders. If, if you could make <laughs> sex offenders have an invisible groin, you yeah, would yeah. make a lot of money. It's like okay, so you get to walk around and do whatever you want, but your groin is now going to be invisible. Uh, <laughs> guy who likes to expose himself and it's like, oh curses. So yeah, I'd be all over that. Yeah. It also sounds like a, bl- a brutal superhero floating torso man yeah because do. everyone knows what's there so they like i feel like it's just asking for people to try and like put a sword through it to be like whoa yeah. really you don't have oh no there there they are blood <laughs> yeah. everywhere yeah. i love it it's in great uh. 
And this has been an absolute yeah. delight. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, I'm for... so glad you guys uh, asked me. It's, it's awesome. Thank you so much for yeah, doing yeah. it. Yeah, so yeah. So fun. Pleasure. Um, so, I, I mean, you just wrapped up uh, the, the season of This Hour's 22 Minutes. And, of course, people can uh, watch all those episodes going back a few seasons on CBC Gem. CBC Gem. Do you like streaming? Do you like dreaming? Come check out uh, CBC Gem. Uh, CBC Gem, it's Netflix for people who don't have Netflix. <laughs> for free. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of great stuff on there. Like uh, I was watching some episodes of the Halifax Comedy Festival. You hoping you hosting some fun galas out there? The Halifax. Oh Comedy yeah, Festival that's always fun. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything like uh, upcoming that you'd like to promote or or? Uh, plug or talk about yeah i got a new i got a new book coming out in october with oh, nice. random house canada that Sweet. i haven't uh, told anybody about yet this is a honks exclusive oh shit so, uh, yeah congratulations so be, uh, to us thanks so that'll be coming out uh, soon uh and uh yeah do you have so, a title for it yet critch better have my money yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh no it's 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 it, it, it's kind of embar- it's an embarrassment of critches <laughs> yeah, it's another pun-based title, but it's like it's all. It takes up like where the last one left off, kind of like when my first acting yeah, job, which was uh, for um, uh, displaced fishermen at the at the end of uh, the. There was a cod moratorium in 1992, and the entire cod fishery in Newfoundland ended. Yeah, and then yeah. there was some money to retrain fishermen, and our theater company got some money to retrain some big burly fishermen to become huh. actors in no. historical pageants and Shakespeare. So my first job was like out there training these guys in a little small community of like like 100 people kind of and and then over time like we've got 20,000 people a summer coming to see the show wow. and that was a multi-million dollar theater in in that town and the wow. whole in area the whole region surrounding communities have all been saved and it's been written wow. up in the new york times this community now there's microbreweries and beautiful whale tours and stuff it's called trinity in newfoundland True. give it a look cool. awesome yeah and so it starts there and then gets into all the years of like you know uh, doing shows and then all the 22 minute stories and and then yeah. the stories from afghanistan and russia and jordan right. and china yeah wow yeah awesome wow. yeah i mean yeah. you're you've got so many gosh darn stories we'd love to have you back on a future podcast i'm sure you could probably do two truths oh. and a lie until your face is blue but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i will always I, i'll come back whenever you ask and i will always have a ver- something to do with alan doyle Okay. Yeah. <laughs> three will always be Alan Dorr related. Yeah. That's in our writer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Data if ever a guest canceled, just yeah. called me. I was like, quick, we need you with an Alan Doyle story. Bye-bye. Yeah, who knows? You know, maybe, maybe later in the summer you can launch a podcast with uh, Stephen Harper. <laughs> hey, I'm here with my buddy Steve and uh, Steve we're going to be talking about uh, hockey this year do you have a favorite team yeah I enjoy ice hockey I don't think you do you, you called it ice hockey I don't know it's water lacrosse no, it's yeah, yeah. I don't feel comfortable saying puck Okay, you <laughs> Can I go to bed sexual. now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it. Awesome. Uh, Rory, where can they find uh, Hung stuff coming up? 
You can find Hunks on all of our social medias at Hunks Comedy. That's on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Bandcamp for our new album, which comes out last week. Uh, it's called Mouth Beef, debut sketch comedy album on Bandcamp and anywhere you get uh, streaming audio comedy. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I said it like <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, uh, make sure you check that out. Check out our Patreon page. We got a Patreon page um, and uh, we have it. So you can check it out. Check us out on LinkedIn. (laughs) Endorse us for creative writing. (laughs) Uh, um, (laughs) All right. Thanks again. Awesome. Right on. Great. Thanks, thanks, guys. Nice. Thank you. See ya. Bye. Okay, guys. Sean's going to be here any minute. Yeah, so find a great hiding spot, everybody. And please, can we try not to ruin the surprise this time? I'm looking at you, Gary. Why? What did I do? (laughs) Oh, there's the text. You guys, they're five minutes away. Find a good hiding spot. Hit the lights. Okay. Where's Gary going to hide, huh? Shh. Shut up. He'll hide under this audience. No, it's not a good idea. Maybe I'll try hiding behind this couch. Ah, Gary, you stepped on my armpit. Sorry. Hey, uh, is there room for two lazy boys behind that sofa? <laughs> no, it's a very small sofa. It's basically travel-sized. Get out of here. That seems impractical. Maybe I'll try hiding behind this curtain. Sorry! Gary! Gary, you stepped on my butt cheek! My good one! I said I was sorry! Jeez, okay, well, not welcome here. Maybe I'll try this door over here. Nothing bad ever happens behind a door. Shut up! I fell down some stairs! in his bathroom. I think I'll be okay if I just douse myself in peroxide again. Uh, Sean seems like the kind of person that has peroxide in his bathroom. Like, he puts out that vibe, you know? Do you guys think that he puts out that vibe? I don't know. Just be quiet for five minutes. Okay, okay. I'm just gonna try behind this other door over here. Maybe this is a little nicer. of Christmas ornaments! Ah, who the hell leaves a box of Christmas ornaments out? Oh, hang on, no, it's labeled. <laughs> Big box of Christmas ornaments. Dude, <laughs> stay away, Gary. Oh, yeah, that's on me, I should have read that. Oh, God, I got so much little old glass embedded in my skin. Oh, boy, that's definitely going to scar. <laughs> Do you guys want to know what that sound was? No! 
just got in a mousetrap. Why was your penis out? It's a surprise, isn't it? Well, I don't think there's anything good for me down here. I'm gonna come up the stairs now. Hey, I made it upstairs without incident. Did you guys hear how fast my feet moved? <laughs> it was only like six steps. <laughs> really felt like I fell down more. <laughs> I think I can blame some of my clumsiness on how low the ceiling is in this basement. <laughs> I'm gonna go try to hide in the kitchen. Oh, guys, I fell into the oven. I fell into the oven and the door closed behind me and then the oven turned on. This seems like a weird feature for an oven, you know what I mean? Why would it just turn on when you get inside of it? Hey, does it mean it's on when they're hot and burning your skin? Does it? I don't know. Maybe. Ah, uh, okay. Well, I think I, I can definitely answer that for you now. It is on. It is getting really hot in here. Okay, yeah. Oven is fully preheated and I am cooking. Anyways, I'm going to get out of the oven now. Oh my God, I fell into the freezer. I'm not even sure how I fell up. But I did! Wow, what a refreshing change of temperature! Daryl, I mean, Gary! <laughs> Gary, shut the fuck up and come out here and just yell surprise when he gets here, okay? Okay, 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 I think I can do that. Oh, he's here! He's coming! Surprise! Surprise! Gary, why is your penis caught in a mouse trap? a sketch comedy group from Winnipeg. Got it? They are Rory Fallis, Tim Gray, Matt Nightingale, and Dana Smith. Episodes are produced and recorded each week from their homes in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Additional production and editing, sound design, and stuff like that by me, Rusty Mattias, at my home. Thanks again to this week's special guest, Mark Critch. Holy crap, that hunk's uh, comedy album, Mouthbeef was just released. It was such a pleasure to hear a live audience there on that uh, final sketch. Stick around, because there's more hunk stuff coming up over the next little while, including something incredible! Okay, have a great week, everyone. Okay, bye! <laughs>